Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Comfort usually means that we don't want to leave it, if at all possible. Picture your warm, snuggly bed on a freezing winter morning. Would you rather get out of all of that warmth and peace and dig your car out of the snow, or would you rather just bask in the sleepiness and the coziness of your bed? It's not a difficult decision in terms of what we would like to do, but of course, as grown-ups, we usually do what we need to do and roll out of bed. Comfort is not a bad thing, but too much comfort can be a bad thing if we're not careful. When we feel so at ease that we don't ever want to leave where we're at, where we don't ever want to move forward, then we can stagnate as a person. Enjoying comfort is not a bad thing. It can be a blessing of God. But enjoying it so much that we don't do what we're supposed to do is a bad thing. And we see this at play in the following scriptures. In today's verses from Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22, Jesus dictates his final letter to the final church of this section. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich, and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Laodicea was an incredibly wealthy city. Like other cities in this passage that we've already mentioned, it was also devastated by a major earthquake a few decades earlier. But unlike the other cities, Laodicea refused any help from the emperor. By their own wealth, they rebuilt themselves. The city had a reputation for luxury, for determination, and for self-reliance. It really lacked nothing. They had much gold, they were well known for their luxurious black wool industry, and they were respected for their healing ointments that they produced to reduce suffering in people's eyes. And yet, this is the only church in this passage for whom Jesus has nothing good to say. Even as he corrects other churches in these letters, he always emphasizes a few things that the church is doing well, but not so with Laodicea. There is nothing positive for the church here, only strong and stern rebukes, with Jesus saying that he is about to spit them out of his mouth. Literally, he is about to vomit them up. What this church is doing is making Jesus sick. The heart of the rebuke is that they are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. For all of its wealth, Laodicea had poor water supply, and so they piped water in via aqueduct from other cities. 
By the time the water reached them, it was no longer hot if it had come from the hot springs, it was no longer cold if it had come from the cool springs, it was lukewarm, it was sludgy and dirty from its journey. It didn't have the soothing and healing properties of piping hot water, nor did it have the cool, refreshing qualities of cold spring water. The water was useless and mediocre. The subtext of the rebuke here is that Laodicea is proud. The Church of Laodicea didn't feel like it needed anything else. It was wealthy, it could take care of itself, and this attitude was obviously spilling over into their spiritual lives. The heart of the Gospel says, I can't do this alone, I need a Savior. This is a hard attitude to have if we get too comfortable. The church was wealthy and yet Jesus corrects them. You're not really wealthy. You need real gold. You need real clothing. You need real healing for your eyes. You can't even bring yourself good water and you are as worthless as the sludge you are drinking. But I love you. And that is why I say this. The ones I love, I rebuke and discipline. So turn around, lose your entitlement, humble yourself again, come back to me. Today, take some time to think about where in your life your comfort may be affecting your spiritual life. Anywhere that your ease or your money or your convenience might be hindering your journey with Jesus. And if there is an area, what can be done as a next step to start to overcome this problem? Mm -hmm.